RTHK, the news at one with Carol Musgrave. The headlines. There's a fresh call for search engines to correct their results after the latest anthem blunder involving Hong Kong at a sporting event. A school principal says the end of compulsory masks and daily COVID tests is bringing an air of normality back to campuses. And overseas, the Ukraine crisis is expected to dominate the agenda as G20 foreign ministers hold talks in Delhi. The Honorary Vice-Chairman of the Sports Federation and Olympic Committee has called on the government to once again press internet companies to pin the correct answer in searches for the SAR's national anthem. Poi Kwon Kei made the comment on an RTHK programme after the latest in a series of blunders in which a song linked to the 2019 protests was played at a sporting event in place of March of the Volunteers. Organisers of the ice hockey tournament in Bosnia corrected the error after being alerted by Hong Kong players. Mr. Poy said he believed the SAR's team gave the correct anthem to the organisers, but the repeated errors show carelessness on the part of competition administrators. Many organisers of international competitions use internet search engines to find the national anthems of participating countries and regions. Often mistakes could be made because the incorrect national anthem was placed as a top search result and organisers played it immediately after searching. I believe this was no exception. A school principal says an air of normality returned to campus yesterday as Hong Kong enjoyed its first day without a mask mandate in two and a half years. Dion Chen, who heads Yinghua College and chairs the Direct Subsidy Scheme Schools Council, said he observed that most pupils wore masks to travel but took them off in school. He said the lack of masks and the end of mandatory daily rapid tests made things feel more normal. Mr Chen said the community as a whole learnt a lot about personal hygiene and resilience from the three-year pandemic. Pandemic. Personal hygiene is definitely like raise the students and also everyone of us awareness in it. So uh, second thing, if we talk about learning side, I believe that everyone of us like the IT skills certainly enhanced a lot because like, during the online lessons we have to use various like you know, software, apps, devices and so on and so forth. But like if talking about the personal characters, I think learning about how to deal with the difficulties or adversities, the resilience level of everyone of us also enhanced. The hospital authority says inspections are underway at Tunman Hospital after a ceiling hoist track used to carry patients broke yesterday evening. The authority received a report that the external cover of one of the ceiling hoist tracks in one of the hospital's wards fell. No one was injured and use of the track in question has been suspended. The authority is now investigating the cause of the incident and checking other such equipment. Turning overseas and the Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi has opened a meeting of foreign ministers from the G20 group of major economies with a call to find common ground on divisive issues. Divisions over Ukraine are likely to dominate the agenda for the talks in Delhi. India, which holds the presidency of the G20, has taken a neutral stance on the conflict. The Indian Foreign Secretary Vinay Quatra set out some of the issues that would be up for discussion. What is the understanding that they develop? Not just on you know, Russia-Ukraine uh, uh, conflict, but also on the impact of that conflict on the rest of the world, uh, particularly the economic impact, particularly the development impact, the challenges that the developing countries face because of that conflict. I think those are equally important to focus on. Russia's Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov is expected to strongly criticise the West. His British and German counterparts have both said they'll call out Russia at the meeting. 
The Greek Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis says a committee of experts will investigate the causes of Tuesday night's rail disaster that saw two trains collide, killing at least 43 people. Mr Mitsotakis said everything pointed to human error being to blame. But rail union members say there'd been repeated warnings that safety systems weren't working properly. Mr Mitsotakis has promised to get to the bottom of the incident. Justice will do its own work. Responsibilities will be assigned. Meanwhile, the state will stand by the families of the victims. We will mourn our children, our siblings, our friends. We will remain united in this tragedy as well. And then we will bow our heads and clench our teeth. We will work to ensure that this never again that I heard in Larissa is not an empty word. I promise you that. A station master has been arrested and charged with negligent homicide. One survivor, Giannis Antonoglo, said it had taken some time for emergency services to arrive. As soon as I got off the train, maybe 10 minutes after the crash, I went on foot to the front to the first carriages, which were completely totaled and on fire. And on that spot, it was essentially only about five of us, and by of us, I mean passengers, helping another five injured people on the ground for at least an hour before the official help came. And by official help, I mean the point of time where the ambulances arrived and managed to pick them up. The leader of North Korea has said that farms must meet their grain production goals without fail amid reports that the country is facing a food crisis. At a meeting of the ruling party, Kim Jong-un called for better irrigation systems and machinery and said all farmers should focus on increasing their per hectare yield. More than half of Argentina was left without power for several hours yesterday after a fire affected the national electricity grid. The blaze struck high-tension power lines. The BBC's Will Grant reports. An estimated 20 million Argentinians have been affected by the blackout at its height and daily life has been brought to a halt in some regions with classes suspended and businesses shuttered. While living without air conditioning or refrigeration is fraying the nerves of many residents, the biggest complications are in the major cities. An estimated 150,000 people are still without power in the Buenos Aires metropolitan area. The energy ministry is confident of restoring power soon, but the political cost to the government of President Alberto Fernandez could be more lasting. The head of the World Health Organization has urged the international community to do more to help earthquake hit northwest Syria during his first visit to rebel-held areas of the country. Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus said more funds were needed to assist the victims. He was speaking after visiting a hospital in the area where more than 4,000 people are known to have died. The depths of suffering of the Syrian people is difficult to convey. I have already been so disturbed and heartbroken. The earthquake that struck more than three weeks ago adds unimaginable suffering to people who have already suffered so much over 12 years of war, economic collapse, the COVID-19 pandemic and an ongoing cholera outbreak. Researchers on Easter Island have found a previously undiscovered Moai, one of the Pacific Island's distinctive stone statues, in a dry lake bed. It was found by a team visiting the area around the Rano Raraku volcano, where several of the monolithic human figures were damaged in a fire last year. Archaeologists say they hope there may be more statues at the site, which was underwater until recently. 
A new U.S. intelligence assessment says it's very unlikely the symptoms known as Havana syndrome were caused by an energy weapon or a foreign advisory. The symptoms, including pressure in the head and nausea, were first reported at the U.S. Embassy in Cuba in 2016. The White House Press Secretary, Karina Jean-Pierre, said staff would continue to receive support. We understand that people truly went through an ordeal, and that's something that clearly our colleagues and their families uh, had to deal with. So our commitment and the present commitment to the health and safety of U.S. government personnel remains unwavering, uh, and this is why the departments and agency will continue to provide timely care on the med- as we look at the medical care and uh, make sure that the reports are thorough, uh, support research efforts, and process Havana Act payments as requested. Analysis of last year's NASA mission to smash a spacecraft into an asteroid shows that the project to redirect its trajectory was more successful than expected. Time-lapsed video reveals that when the golf cart-sized probe named DART, travelling at six kilometres a second, collided with the pyramid-sized asteroid, it caused the rock to speed up its orbit four times more than predicted. The impact shot a thousand tonnes of rubble into space. Scientists say this rather than the collision caused the big change in trajectory. In sport now, and the new head coach of China's men's football team has set qualifying for the next World Cup as his key goal. Alexander Jankovic took over the senior team last month after coaching the under-23s. And the Serbian says he believes the nation can make it to the world's biggest tournament for the first time since 2002. You know, all the targets about national teams uh, have to be uh, very precisely set. So uh, even as a head coach who is always focused on the first day of work, uh, the general targets or target of all the targets should be World Cup uh, in 2026 and China must absolutely play this World Cup. First, China take part in the AFC Asian Cup, which is scheduled to take place this year. Hong Kong will also feature in that tournament in Qatar. In English football's FA Cup, Manchester United came, down, came from a goal down to beat West Ham 3-1 at Old Trafford. It sets up a quarter-final meeting at home with Fulham. More from the BBC's Vicky Sparks. They left it late, but Manchester United under Eric Ten Hag, much like the Manchester United of old, seemed to find a way. They had switched off for West Ham's opener. Sure, the ball had gone out of play in the build-up to Ben Rama's beautiful top-corner effort, but it hadn't, and the goal stood. But the visitors spurned great chances to score the vital second goal and were made to pay. Aguerd's own goal drew Manchester United level with 13 minutes to go before Garnacho struck the decisive blow in the 90th minute, curling superbly into the bottom corner. Fred wrapped things up in added time as the League Cup winners take another step towards another Wembley date in June. Sheffield United knocked Tottenham out with a 1-0 win in their fifth-round tie at Bramall Lane. The Blades host Blackburn Rovers in the last eight. Another Premier League side, Southampton, are also out. They were beaten 2-1 at home by fourth-tier Grimsby Town. Grimsby's reward is a trip to Brighton. Burnley reached the quarterfinals by beating Fleetwood Town 1-0 with a late goal from Connor Roberts. Vincent Kompany's side will visit his former club, Manchester City. In the Premier League, the leaders' arsenal have extended their advantage to five points. Gabriel Martinelli scored twice as the Gunners crushed Everton 4-0 at the Emirates. The BBC's John Southall reports. Arsenal extend their lead at the top of the Premier League table in style with an emphatic victory. Two goals in each half. Bakayo Saka and Gabriel Martinelli at the end of the first. Martin Odegaard and Martinelli with his second of the night. In the second 45 minutes, Everton pulled to pieces in that second half. Arsenal 4, Everton 0. 
Elsewhere, Liverpool beat struggling Wolves 2-0 to climb into the top six. Virgil van Dijk and Mohamed Salah got the goals at Anfield to the delight of manager Jurgen Klopp. Up front, we grew into the game. It's not a game where you immediately you create plenty of chance. Up front, we grew into the game. It's not a game where you immediately you create plenty of chances. Uh, but we grew into the game. French all, football all the boys legend Just Fontaine, who holds the record for most goals scored in a single World Cup, has died at the age of 89. The BBC's Paul Serres reports. Just Fontaine, who holds the record for the most goals scored in a single World Cup, has died at the age of 89. Fontaine scored 13 goals in six matches for France at the 1958 World Cup in Sweden as they finished third. In total, Fontaine scored 30 goals in just 31 appearances for France between 1953 and 1960. He spent much of his club career at Stade de Reims winning three Ligue 1 titles and reaching the 1959 European Cup final where they lost to Real Madrid. As a manager, Fontaine led Paris Saint-Germain to promotion to the top division in 1974 where they have remained ever since. He also led Morocco, the country of his birth, to third place at the 1980 Africa Cup of Nations. Finally, ornithologists are celebrating the sighting of a dusty tetraca, a yellow-throated songbird native to Madagascar, which was feared to have become extinct. The bird's not been seen since 1999. The BBC's Tracy Bircham reports. The dusky tetrica was once on the top 10 most wanted lost birds list after eluding scientists for 24 years. Now, three of the rare ground-dwelling songbirds have been sighted in recent weeks during an expedition into the remote rainforests of northeast Madagascar. Excited ornithologists say the discovery may cause a rewriting of textbooks as the birds were seen on rocky banks by mountain streams, not previously thought to be its natural habitat. Scientists say this may explain why they haven't been seen or indeed heard for so long as the sound of rushing water would have drowned out the birds' calls. The expedition team found them in two separate locations on the Masawala Peninsula and near Andapa. And the weather now, mainly fine, dry in the afternoon. Moderate to fresh easterly winds, occasionally strong offshore. The outlook, windy at first tomorrow, mainly fine and dry during the weekend and early next week. The temperature difference between day and night will be relatively large. The temperature now is 22 degrees and the humidity 60%. To end the news, the top stories once again. There's a fresh call for search engines to correct their results after the latest anthem blunder involving Hong Kong at a sporting event. A school principal says the end of compulsory masks and daily COVID tests is bringing an air of normality back to campuses. And overseas, the Ukraine crisis is expected to dominate the agenda as G20 foreign ministers hold talks in Delhi. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3.
I've been tripping out, I've been tripping about you daily. I've been out of my mind, looking all kind of crazy. Oh, hope you know why, hope you know I'm not greedy. I Saturday, Sunday. New music here on Radio 3. Great to be with you. It's 1.18. Yeah, and it's Thursday afternoon in about six or seven minutes. We're off to Mont Blanc to catch up with JC Viennes, who's going to do our monthly wine wine. As always, he is the expert. And if you're into your wine, join him on Facebook Live where you can ask him anything you like. That'll be in a while. Close. 